0: You know being older and being single we had a lot of conversations with friends about what does that look like in the church Mm -hmm. um you know because churches will be like oh let's have this singles ministry and really for my generation our friends are married our friends are divorced our friends have kids our friends don't have kids and we're all still friends we don't want to be in a Sunday school class with just other single people right. that you're mm-hmm. eyeing us and seeing if we're going to like start dating. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. like we wouldn't, I, I met my husband in a Sunday school class and we wouldn't tell people for the longest time <laughs> because we didn't want people like watching us. Cause we were like, yeah. this is weird. It's so funny. Yeah. And so, but I think the churches need to do better in, um, single people do not want to wreck people's homes. So it's okay to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like there's this mindset in the church that like, oh, let's mm-hmm. keep them in a Sunday school class because, you know, if they're in our marriage class, then they'll probably like hit on our husbands or hit on our wives and mm-hmm. like try to mm-hmm. destroy our homes. Nobody wants your minivan and your children. <laughs> so, maybe has a little too passionate about that. <laughs> no, that's so good.
1: So, I so I know that there are ministries that do single ministry well. Like it's I true. know that exists. That's true. I have not seen it. At least not up close, right? So, singles yeah. ministry really does turn into like speed dating or like the pressure to date even if yeah. you don't feel like dating so like i'm with you and every single young adult i've talked to says that mm-hmm. don't call me single like mm-hmm. just let me hang out with other i'm so glad i'm in a small group right now and uh, half of us are single and half of us are married mm-hmm. and we're all in our 20s and like it's just normal like it's not weird right and mm-hmm. and it's great so i and i think all of this goes back to somewhere along the way and tim keller's written about this really well um somewhere along the way we really started idolizing marriage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the church, the white picket fence Mm -hmm. and this idea of like the American family, right? And it led us to, we have such a low theological view of singleness Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. most of our Southern evangelical kind of, kind of yeah. churches that is not biblical um
2: oh it's so far from what paul says in first corinthians right yeah. he's saying like marriage with a concession like if you can't hold it off get married <laughs> like singleness was the norm almost in paul's mind it looked like mm-hmm. and we've like flipped that or at least like amid, the preference yeah, the preference, right? yeah, yeah. The norm preference
3: well i would articulate like this and so megan said this last week at a thing we were at where she talked about the church is a family um, and I think we've forgotten that the church is a family and we've started focusing on getting young families in the church. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many churches I've been a part of, yeah. that that's kind of their ministry focus is we want young families, but not all of the world is young families. And we've forgotten <laughs> that the church is supposed to be a family for those who may not have a family. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I want to ask you, and if I'm putting you on the spot, you don't have to answer. So it's not, it's not just that you were single into your thirties. Um, you know, or that you started dating Sunday school, singles classes, all that, but you're a minister. And I already feel like some of our churches already don't like the idea of a woman being a minister um, in all settings, but now as a single woman, like what were some of the struggles that came along with that? How did you navigate that gracefully? Because I feel like if I were in your shoes, I would have been getting really angry at, at points.
0: Um, I think for, for, yeah, there are moments that are frustrating I also know, like people don't—they're not trying to be mean, right? <laughs> I mean, they don't wake mostly. up like mostly. There are some I'm like, oh. um, but you know, I'm really grateful that all the places where I have served, there was a community that embraced me, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes that was the senior adults who just thought of me as their grandchild, you know, and <laughs> it's like fine, um, I'll take that, um, or. Um, young, young adult, young families who are like, Hey, like, can you come be like a surrogate aunt to my, c-? I'm like, yes, I can, I can do this. Um, so, because I was always away from my family, this is the first time I've lived near my family. And mm. so the church really became my family mm. um, and embraced me and invited me into their lives. And that's, that's how you, that's how you are the family. Yeah um but as as a minister you know it was never my singleness (laughs) it was my being a woman that was the issue (laughs) so you know but i did have the occasional like i have this son i'm like "Eh, (laughs) thanks for trying yeah
2: yeah i think it's just giving them a place to belong like giving single people ways to actually meaningfully serve in your church and like not being Mm -hmm. scared of them but giving them real duties and being like hey come serve with our youth group hey come join this group because like they have a gift that they can give to our students or to our mm. people. We just have to give them a spot.
0: And I would say it's probably easier as a single woman than a single man in mm. in ministry. Um I know that there are amazing gifted men who people would not hire because they were not married. Because they were like, "Well, they'll be a predator." Mm. It's like, "No, you like their heart. If you get to know them, they love the Lord and they they will love your students. They will love your whoever that they're a part of, yeah. but because they weren't married, they were saying it like, what is wrong with you? You're the man. Why aren't you married? as if that's, Tough. you know, like you, a requirement for following Jesus and being a, a minister, which, you know, excludes Jesus and Paul, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a real thing. I know lots of churches that have passed over amazing yeah. ministers who were single.
3: I think we've got to stop focusing on the things that are not essential issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's broader than this conversation, but I think it really hits home here that when, we, when it comes down to singleness or marriage, is we're focusing on an issue that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're defining people by things we don't need to, to define people
1: by. Good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we've talked about singleness. I think the, the big question mark left is, especially because we all pastor young people, mm-hmm. um, what does healthy dating look like? In today's world and today's culture with with yeah. the rapid rate of change even uh, the, of what dating looks like even from when i was like young which mm-hmm. is weird to say um because i'm not that old uh and i kind of want to start i think give my opinion and let you guys talk I, I i think i get wary anytime someone tries to talk about a biblical view of dating mm-hmm. because i just don't think the way we date is even a concept in the bible and mm-hmm. so i think that there's Definitely like Christ like ways in which we go about dating, but I just like, I get wary anytime someone's like, This is the biblical way to date. So, like,
0: Mm. you go to a well in a foreign land,
1: (laughs) you have your parents arrange your marriage. Uh, That's that's right. right. That's right. This is good biblical to date.
3: Does that mean I get to get a dowry for my (laughs) (laughs) kids?
1: No, okay. So, like, but how do you like encourage your students? Um, and I mean, me and you, pastor high schoolers, so maybe the encouragement is don't, Uh, (laughs) at least least in some cases, right? Um, No, but like, yeah, okay, young Mm. people, young adults, like how do we encourage them to go about this? Because it's so easy to get hurt and do it in a way that, you know, is not helpful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really important that people have a purpose behind their dating. Um, Maybe there's a better word for that, but like if you're dating, I think you should be dating for marriage. This is the way I view it, um, that I think a lot of our culture for young adults is like a – hookup culture or just a totally. culture of mm-hmm. date someone for a little bit and date someone else. It's just like a season of life. Um, but I think as Christians we're called to date with a purpose. And I think mm-hmm. that's marriage. I think that's
3: a, a definite part of it. You touched on the hookup culture. And I think you have to have a strong sexual ethic, yeah. um, in that, in that kind of culture. And, and we talk about that a lot. You've got to really delve into that and have some deep soul searching about why you're doing what you're doing. Sure. Um, but in the midst of that, there's been a lot of damage that we've seen from the purity culture, um, that mm-hmm. I think most of us grew up in, but there, there's good there, but I don't know that it's sign this card, make a commitment, wear this ring, <laughs> um, about something that you're not going to do until you're married. Because as, as I've had conversations with students about it, it's, I was, I'm supposed to be ashamed of this until I get married and everything is supposed to be Okay. Mm-hmm but yeah. we've got to have healthy conversations about healthy boundaries yeah, and, and teaching students what is okay and right. And how do we act and live and look like Jesus in the midst of dating when, when the Bible doesn't give us perfectly, Hey, here's the one, two, three answers mm-hmm. for this thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, um, I recently taught on this cause our students are like, please mm-hmm. teach us on this. It's like, okay, well, wisdom here. <laughs> um, but one of the things I tell them is, um, Don't act like you're in a different phase than you are because the Mm -hmm. Lord is using each foundation to build the next foundation on. And so like when you are just talking, whatever that, you know, for the kids, like if you're like, don't be already like planning your children's name. Like don't go ahead of that. Right. right And then. Um and and kind of basing it off of um, Song of Solomon when she says don't awaken love like don't awaken it before it's time mm-hmm. so if you're dating yeah. don't do his laundry you're not his wife <laughs> <laughs> like you know
1: yeah. like
0: and don't have sex that is an act for marriage like mm-hmm. don't do something that's not for that season because that season you need to build some things mm-hmm. before the next thing right. to have the fulfillment yeah. of that next thing. Um and that relationships are not just about you. Mm-hmm. If if you're dating so you can have this person on your social or you're trying to fulfill a need you have, they they are not Jesus. They are not going to fulfill that need. And yeah. so mm-hmm. you're going to be hurt, they're going to be hurt. Yeah. Um so yeah, those those are kind of my wisdoms. Yeah, yeah. Don't- uh, Those are wise those wisdoms. Are okay, good. good.
1: How often do people, to your point, end up dating someone because they like the idea of having a girlfriend or a boyfriend more than the actual person?
0: Right? I don't think they know it. They're mm. doing it. I don't think they know yeah. it. Yeah.
1: I have a, uh, a particular student I'm thinking of that was in a three-year
3: relationship because they like the idea of it. Mm. Wow.
0: Uh. Yeah. So I, I
1: think what I had to learn the hard way as an adult and – if one person watching this gets something out of this, it's great Um, is somebody will date you for, for who you are Mm -hmm. and simultaneously push you to be better. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had a serious relationship in my adult life where um, this person pushed me in a lot of ways. And it's funny because one of my friends just can't hear her name without going, but she made you better. And I'm like, yes, yes, she did. Mm -hmm. I understand. Um, But there were some core things about who I was that she did not like. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like character flaw things. It was like, quirky like this is who I am kind mm-hmm. of things, right and so I would just like you don't have to settle for someone um who doesn't like who you are and mm-hmm. I think I think I'd learn that the hard way and then when I met my wife, I mean it was so it's so quick how mm-hmm. oh no, your quirks and you're weird and your um the fact that you're going into ministry and, and all these things that were so core to who I am were suddenly like okay mm-hmm. and and not even okay, but like oh no, I like that mm-hmm. about you so I think I, I struggle when I see people I care about and love dating someone who's doesn't really like who they actually are. They have a vision of who they want that person to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and and so I would just, you know, you don't have to settle for somebody. It's not worth it. I mean.
0: And that's hard in ministry. Somebody told me that several years ago who was in a relationship and they were like, you know, in ministry, you always see the potential. Don't date somebody's potential. Yeah. Because you're not their minister you're you're gonna be with them for the rest of your life and i thought that's that's really wise because as as ministers that's what we do we're like we can see what god can do with your life (laughs) you know but like if you're dating that person going i can see what god can do with your life (laughs) then you're just gonna hate them the rest of your life (laughs) i had a
3: wise professor say that you can change behavior but you can't change identity Mm. that's good and, and I think one of the things that, that has kind of been under the surface of this whole conversation yeah. is the idea of patience
0: mm-hmm.
3: and learning to be patient and learning to be okay with being single. And yeah. I think that's something that the church can do a good job of teaching is this idea that it's okay that you're not married and it's mm-hmm. okay that you're single if you're being patient and looking for, for the person that's going to push you to be better.
1: Well, again, it's not even okay. Like, it's it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Like, yeah. let's let's acknowledge the, yeah. the beauty and the goodness in being single. Yeah, the right. Lord's
0: not waiting for you to get married so he can use you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like yeah. I didn't get married till I was 40. And so, but I think of all the things that the Lord allowed me to do in mm-hmm. that time when I wasn't married that will take more effort or more finagling to do or may not even be an opportunity right. um yeah. being married. But yeah, you're not, the Lord's not waiting for you to get married to be like, "Oh, now finally I can use them." <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think it's just that call to be faithful where you're at. And I always mm-hmm. have to remind myself that because something about our society always is looking for that next thing. Like, I can't wait till I'm married. I can't wait till mm-hmm. I have kids. I can't wait till I have yeah. the next job. Mm-hmm. But, like, God just asks us to be faithful right where mm-hmm. we're at, right where he's placed us. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets us a long way if we just start with that. Mm-hmm.